0: This episode of the Beauty Industry Podcast was brought to you by the Global Beauty Group, Australia's leading beauty equipment supplier. Hello and welcome to the Beauty Industry Podcast, your online support community for the professional beauty industry. I am your host, founding director of Beauty Industry, Tamara Shaw. Here, we are closing the competitive gap and speaking your language. This is a platform created and dedicated to the professional beauty industry, valuing community over competition. We serve to help connect you with inspiration from industry experts, expand your knowledge through educational pieces and bring you the latest in product and technology innovation. This is Beauté Industry. Today, we are speaking about LED education with the Global Beauty Group's National Educator, Lashana. Now, we all know how easy it is to perform an LED treatment, but do we actually know the benefits around performing the treatment? How and why we need to understand wavelengths and what the treatment is actually doing for the skin on a cellular level? Well today Lashana shares with us client results as well as the answer to all of those questions in a really easy to understand practical way which will have you feeling like an LED expert in absolutely no time. Here's Lashana and I on everything LED. Lashana welcome to the Butate Industry podcast.
1: Hi how are you thanks for having me.
0: I'm well thank you so much for joining us. You are in quite a prestigious role as National Educator for the Global Beauty Group. When did your career start in beauty, your very first treatment?
1: Oh, so my very first treatment happened when I was about 17. So I was going to Deakin University and doing a Bachelor of Health Science and Nutrition with the goal to be a nutritionist. Um, I had struggled with acne since I was 11. And when I say acne, I mean full-blown acne. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd been on Minamycin, Tetracycline. I had been on Proactive and all the ponds and <laughs> the clear pills and everything. Me and mum tried everything. Um, and my hairdressers actually had a beauty therapy studio at the back and she's a beautiful therapist. She's actually still there now Um, and just to give you some background, I'm 30 now so it's been a long time and she's still there and still amazing at what she does. Um, I started going and getting facials on the recommendation of my mum's hairdresser and it was Environ and I started on proper skincare and I started getting extractions and facials and my skin cleared up really quick Um, It just needed a lot of love and attention. So I think probably about five or six facials in, I turned around to my therapist and I said, how do I do what you do? I'm like, I want to do what you do. I'm like, I don't want to go to uni anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, and actually a lot of the things that I learned doing a first year of health was actually in my beauty course, which I don't think a lot of people think would be the case. Um, a lot of the anatomy and physiology and everything that you learn at a university doing major health degrees is the exact same as what you do in beauty school. So it, I don't regret my time at uni. I probably did a good 18 months there. I don't regret it at all because it did actually set me up for doing um, the science component of my advanced diploma of beauty therapy. And I've never looked back. So by the time I was 19, I was most of the way through my um, my diploma and I was a trainee and every time I finished a subject or I even started one I would turn around to my manager and say can I do it now <laughs> can <laughs> I can I work now can I, can I do pedicures now can I you know what what can I do I just want to do more and then that led me to working for in which was a fantastic experience Um, But still, I was like, more, 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 more. Um, And then I got the opportunity to work at the Victorian Cosmetic Institute, which was incredible. I learned so much there. Um, I can't thank Gavin enough for my time there. He was incredible. Um, And working alongside nurses and doctors, who I admire so much, they were so enthusiastic about beauty therapists and what they can offer to the industry, it was very much, you know, what do you think of this client? What skincare can I put them on? What treatments do you think? They were so, um, they embraced beauty therapy and and the knowledge that we had, which I think really helped me grow as a therapist. Um, and then I moved on um, to a couple of other places, but my, my last role before this one was at uh, BC Dermal Clinics um, and I was one of their clinical educators. So, again, I found such a passion for let me write a blog post. I want to research more and, um, you know, building up protocols and figuring out what treatments are going to be best with what and how can we grow, how can we improve, how can we make our treatments better. Um, And that's led me here where, where, again, you know, I'm met with these incredibly enthusiastic beauty therapists who just want to be the best at what they do. They want to give their clients the best. Um their clients are like their babies. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they just want to you know, nurture them and care for them and um, they want to learn as much as we do. I think if we stop learning, we stop growing. So it's an amazing role to be in now where I'm at with the Global Beauty Group. Um, anyone that's met any of our team knows we're just one big family here and we all just want to grow and improve constantly. Um, so I love when my students come to me with something I've never heard before. I heard the other day that when... Lip tattooing gets done on Indian skins it can turn black, which I'd never heard before, but now I want to research it and (laughs) I want to figure out why. And it's an amazing industry to be in. We're constantly learning and growing and new things are coming along. um, And it's just so hard not to be passionate about it
0: yeah you're absolutely right there it's 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 forever changing and forever evolving and I guess we're very lucky in that aspect as an industry because we're not just sitting at a desk every day doing nine to five having the same conversations writing the same emails like every client is so uniquely different and the technology and the ingredients are forever changing we're very lucky in that respect
1: we're extremely lucky. I call us glitter sprinklers. <laughs> so, you know, people come to us when they're feeling down or not great or they found something about themselves that they want to improve upon or that they don't like and they want to change. And we have the ability to have them into our room, sprinkle some glitter on them so that they can go and sprinkle some glitter in their life. It's it's an amazing job that we have. We get to give people the confidence and the power to be better people. And there's just nothing not to love about that.
0: Lashana, we are picking your brain today about the topic of LED light therapy and how those machines can be used in treatments. I guess what we do as therapists sometimes is we get machines into the clinic and we're told, you know, they need to be Um, used after a peel or whenever and we don't really think too much more about it we understand that it can be wound healing and we just go ahead and do the treatment so today I'd love to explore everything that encompasses LED and I guess with that start right at the very beginning of the basics so can you share with us what is LED?
1: Absolutely so LED is basically your light emitting diode Now, what this is actually doing in the skin is it's creating what we call a photochemical reaction. So if we break that down, photo meaning light and chemical meaning, you know, a a reaction that is natural but is influenced. So when we look at different wavelengths that we use with our LED, we're able to create different reactions in the skin and we're basically telling your skin how to behave. So... For example, as you mentioned before, we can look at accelerating wound healing, but we can also do things like improve communication between your melanocytes and your keratinocytes. Um, We can improve lymph flow. We can help destroy P. acne bacteria. And all of this is happening without actually applying any heat to the skin, um, without manipulating the skin, um, which makes it, you know, so suitable for um, your clients that may not be suitable for other treatments or for, you know, adding into your treatments that are a little bit more invasive. So we're able to tell the skin what we want from it and how we want it to behave and respond.
0: Amazing. And so I guess what I very th- first learned about LED many, many years ago is how it's changed now. For somebody who may be learning about it nowadays, they might think of an LED light that we put into our roof how does led that we're using on the face differ to that for example
1: absolutely so Look, one thing that used to be a part of LED that's not anymore was UV. There used to be a little bit of UV light coming through your LED light therapy. Um, I did have a nurse with me the other day who used to use it. And she said, you know, if you left someone under there too long, it would burn them, (laughs) Um, which is not the case anymore. We figured out. Not only what wavelengths are going to give us the response that we want, but also how to filter the other wavelengths out, um, which I guess makes it different to your um, roof lights that's working on the entire visible light spectrum. It's not honing in, you know, any particular um, wavelength it's white light whereas your uh, light emitting diode or your led is a specific wavelength and that specific wavelength will do a whole host of different things in the skin but also ignore other things in the skin as well so we can be really tailored and specific um, rather than you know, your UV, which is a nice big broadband, um, which is going to, again, look at burning the skin or traumatising the skin. So we've figured out a way to filter it and make it work for us.
0: Something that um, there can be a little bit of confusion around, and this confuses me the most when we go to the beauty expos that are housed around the country and the world, is that when you kind of walk in, you see all of these LED machines and They're so different. Some are flashing on and off, some have different colours, they're different times. Um, I'm wondering if you could share are all LEDs the same?
1: So, look, they aren't all the same. It does come down to a few different parameters. So, look, LEDs can be portable, we can get at home ones now, we can have professional ones, we can have ones that are flashing, some that are static what it all comes down to is two things. Number one, what lights are we able to use? What colours are we able to harness? Is that colour going to be able to target what I want it to target into the skin? Um, Now, as I said before, different lights will target different things in the skin, but will also ignore others. So when we have a look at what light we're choosing, different cells are more responsive to different types of light. So if we look at our red light therapy which is probably the most popular the the dermis takes that on and your collagen and elastin and your dna respond really really well to red light but if we look at blue light it doesn't penetrate deep enough to hit your dermis but it will help to kill p acne bacteria your red light won't do that so number one we have to look at how many light types do we have is it going to address the concern that i want it to to address The next thing that we have to look at is the energy. So the amount of energy required to get that optimal reaction in the skin. So when we look at an LED that might be portable and at home, while it might still be bright and we might not be able to look at it directly, the energy output might be quite weak. It all comes down to the wattage of the lights and how much energy that's going to produce in our skin. So, when I look at a professional LED, yes, it's brighter, but how is the energy, is the energy more substantial? How much energy is it going to create in my skin? So, when we look at something like photodynamic therapy, often that product needs to target a specific energy, let's say, you know, 30 joules in order to activate that product. So, what we have to look at is, is that how long is that led going to have to be on the skin for to reach that amount of energy so if i was to use quite a weak led it can take upwards of hours to achieve Mm. that amount of energy whereas some of your stronger more professional models like our medilux for example is going to get there in about 30 minutes which is a lot more um doable for the client i don't think anyone (laughs) wants to lay there for five hours so The two things that we have to look at really is are we going to be able to target the skin the way we want to target the skin and is it going to be powerful enough to achieve what I want to achieve? You know, an at-home device might be great for a top-up but if we're really looking to get on top of an issue, a high-powered LED um, is certainly going to be the way to, to do that effectively and in a shorter time
0: frame. Amazing. So if I was a beauty business owner thinking about putting an LED into um, my clinic or my space, I would first and foremost be looking at the energy that it's putting out.
1: Absolutely. So uh, LEDs can be uh, um, measured in watts. Um, we we can do the math obviously to change that into joules it does make it a little bit more easier to understand because a lot of our devices do come in joules um, but most of what you're looking for is the wattage so um, how much how many watts am I getting per centimetre thirds is generally where we're looking.
0: Fantastic and you mentioned there the word wavelength before and I do hear therapists talking about this word a lot but what does that actually mean and um, what do the colours have to actually do with the wavelength?
1: The way I describe it to my clients, it's, it's a bit childish, but it just gives you a little bit of a visual is I think of it like a slinky. So slinkies come usually in a nice rainbow <laughs> colour, which creates a nice visual. But a wavelength is whatever color we're using on the light spectrum, it correlates with what wavelength it is. So we we'll often use the term nanometers. So for example, our blue light sits at around, you know, 400 to 500 nanometers. So we often use 415 nanometers for our blue light. Now, if I had a Slinky and I squished him up really small, he would have loads of rolls all close together. Now that was is what we call a high frequency wavelength. So they're quite strong. And if I turned that slinky towards the ground and kept it smooshed together, it would only go very superficially into the skin. So this is gonna target more of our superficial concerns. If I got the same slinky and I stretched it out, this is going to be a low frequency wavelength because the rolls of the slinky are now very, very far apart. Again, if I turn it so it's facing the ground, it's going to be long. It's gonna penetrate really, really deep into the skin. So it means I'm gonna be targeting the dermis and so on, but it also means it's going to be a bit gentler. So I'm not gonna feel so much surface heat or too much of a reaction on the skin. So when we look at our wavelength, depending on what color we use or what number nanometer we use, depends on how deep we're working in the skin. So if we look at our 415 wavelength, which is blue light, that's working really superficially. Our 590, which is generally yellow light, this is – working between the dermis and the papillary dermis. And then we've got all the way down near infrared, which is about 833 nanometers. And this is working um, at the very base of our dermis and even muscularly. So this can also help with muscle re-education, wounds. Um, it can help with body aches and pains. So depending on where we wanna work in the skin, depends on also what wavelength we're gonna choose. Um, and again, it's all about that cell wanting to take on that light source. So some cells are more receptive to blue light being bacteria, whereas other cells will be more attracted to say green light or yellow light and they're going to be more receptive.
0: So you mentioned there um, we can go epidermal, dermal, muscular and then bone. How does the principle of LED actually work within that area of the skin or the body.
1: Let's talk a little bit about near-infrared because I think that's the one that uh, I think either confuses or worries people about how deep we work in mm. the skin there. <laughs> um Our red wavelength and our near infrared wavelength were originally used by NASA. Um, So they were used to help with astronauts coming back from space who had experienced uh, muscular and skeletal atrophy. So a weakening of those joints. So our body goes through a natural wound healing process. So we get fibroblast production, uh, we get white blood cells, we get our red blood cells, we get everything working in synergy to basically heal a wound or heal something that isn't working as optimally as it should be. So when we have a look at our near-infrared light, what we're doing is we're targeting those skeletal, those that bone, um, that deep dermal layer to get it healing and restoring. So anyone that has gone through an injury in any of those areas, if they've gone through a surgery, um, if they have fallen over and gotten a really big bruise, um, you know, anything where the muscle may need strengthening or re-educating, um, you know, severe loss of elasticity and muscle tone, Um, again, injuries, we want to basically stimulate wound healing in that area. So that's what your near-infrared light is going to do. It's invisible and, again, because it's a really long wavelength, it isn't traumatic to the skin at all. You don't feel any heat. You almost feel like nothing is happening at all um, until you start to obviously see those improvements. Um, When we look at something like your green light, however, that's working on your pigmentation in the skin and also your inflammation. So that's going to sit a lot more superficially. It's going to work more towards the base of your epidermis, where your melanocytes are, and that's going to help to improve the communication between your pigment and your skin cells, but also help to reduce inflammation in that area as well. So we do get a bit of an effect on that papillary dermal layer. So, again, depending on what wavelength we use, we can target those different areas and, and let our client know what to expect. With a green light that's working a bit more superficially, um, they might actually find that um, they're going to feel a bit more heat. They're going to have a bit more of a reaction on the skin where your near-infrared that's going really deep won't. Mm, interesting. So
0: interesting. Interesting. There are quite a few different treatments that we can perform LED with. Um, What are some that you would suggest are a good combination to have with an LED light?
1: Absolutely. So I think sonophoresis or ultrasound product infusion is probably one of the most popular. Um, It's a great pre-treatment treatment, (laughs) or pre-event treatment, I should say, um, because there's no downtime with it. You get that instant glow, hydration, uh, products are so ready to be um, pushed into the skin once we've gone through our LED light therapy. With our LED light therapy, we're getting our cells ready to work and work optimally and harder. So the minute we start giving them product, they're like, yes, you know, I'm ready to take that on board. I'm ready to gobble that up. I'm ready to utilize it. So even something as gentle as ultrasound can be really utilized with your LED. Things like microdermabrasion, chemical peels, absolutely fantastic with your LED, either before or after. Uh, Doing an exfoliation before the LED can help with the penetration of that light um, and intensify your LED treatment a little bit. Or we can do it post-peel to help calm the skin, accelerate downtime so that we're not as dry and peely and sheddy. Um, We can even combine it with something like skin needling. So we can get those cells ready to work and ready to heal before we do our skin needling treatment. So really your LED can be combined with whatever you like. It just might depend if you use it before or after. So it's certainly not one of those pieces of equipment that will sit in the corner and and not get utilised. It can be combined with everything and anything.
0: Mm, Is there, um, in your opinion, I know this is a bit of a controversial question because so many people have different stances on it. But is there a difference in using the LED prior or post-treatment?
1: So, look, we do, we do ask clients to have a little look at what the benefits would be. It's always going to come down to two things. Number one, scientific opinion and obviously personal opinion as well. When we have a look at something like your skin needling, the, the benefit of this treatment is to cause inflammation because inflammation causes the wound healing process. If we stifle that inflammation, we don't get optimal wound healing. We don't get optimal re- restoration of our collagen and elastin. Um, and we can we really stifle that, that treatment's um, performance. So by doing LED beforehand, again, we're basically getting our little workers to get ready for that trauma and go, you know what, this trauma is about to happen and we're ready to go to work. We're ready to make fibroblasts. We're ready to give you white blood cells and we're energised and ready to go. Whereas if we did it after, there would be a potential for it to go, oof, there's inflammation there. Let me go and calm that down, Mm. which, again, could potentially affect our treatment. Now, again, we need to look at scientific research of that. But, you know, we're looking at wound healing and accelerating that. And ideally, we don't want to accelerate that after a needling treatment. So, you know, we can still do it. We might just do it first to ensure that we're not going to stifle that treatment.
0: Yeah, If we're
1: doing it, With a peel, for example, we have to be mindful that if that peel stays on the skin, if we're using quite a strong LED, it can create a chemical change with that product because it is a photochemical reaction. And it may not be ideal to do it after the peel. We might do it before the application of that peel. Whereas a peel that comes off or gets neutralized and removed, LED is going on clean, dry skin and we're absolutely good to go. So it is always gonna depend on what the benefit's gonna be and if there's any risk involved. most therapists are very risk adverse we don't like to cause harm we want to make sure we give the best to our clients so I think if we think about what treatment am I doing what's going to give me the most amount of benefit that will kind of sway you as to where you want to put your LED
0: yeah that's great advice there how frequently would a client come back into the clinic to have an LED treatment
1: If we're doing it with alongside another treatment, we can do it just at the timeframes that suit that client with that treatment because it will be acting more like a booster to that subsequent treatment like your chemical peel um, or your micro or whatever it might be. If we're doing LED on its own, we do want to continually flood the skin with light. So we would ideally have the client in at least two times a week for maybe three or four weeks, just to make sure that we are getting cellular energy and maintaining that cellular energy while we're getting that improvement. Um, Whereas if, if we're using it as a booster, we can keep it as a booster. But on its own, we're probably recommending Two treatments a week maybe for three or four weeks yeah perfect
0: after the break Lashana shares with us contraindications to the treatment specific ingredients which work best with light-based services and also some special stories she has seen through the use of LED but first a word from our sponsors our friends at the global beauty group live and breathe their mission of making people feel wonderful With over 25 different technologies available, including my personal favorites, their Medilux LED and their Observe skin analysis machines, the Global Beauty Group connects businesses of all sizes with the best and brightest in the industry with rapid response technical support, professional clinical guidance, expert marketing advice and industry-leading education programs, their ABIA award-winning team ensures your business grows beautifully with aesthetic technology. Phone the team at The Global Beauty Group today on 1300 006 607, or you can visit www.theglobalbeautygroup.com.au for more information. Thank you so much to the Global Beauty Group for making this episode of the Beauty Industry Podcast possible. And now back to Lashana. And I guess LED is almost, um, you know, the the treatment that almost any of your clients can have because of. Um, the lack of downtime, the efficacy of the treatment, the ease of the treatment. But I'm wondering then, are there any contraindications to having the LED treatment or um, maybe any questions that therapists should ask prior to performing the treatment on the client?
1: Absolutely. So, look, the two biggest ones that we see and we get asked about a lot um, are cancer patients and also clients that have epilepsy. So, with our cancer patients, although again our LED is non invasive, it's not manipulating or touching the skin, anyone that is undergoing cancer treatment, we have to remember our LED is energizing cells. Mm. So, anytime we're talking about a mutated cell or a melanoma or a cancer of any kind, the last thing we want to do is give their cells energy and respiration and get them to work harder because we may be manipulating something that we don't want to. The next thing that we look at is epilepsy. So, a lot of people ask, it's static light. Surely they'll be fine, it's not flashing. Mm. So LEDs actually work at what we call 100 hertz. So that's 100 flashes per second. Mm -hmm. Now, to the human eye, we don't see any flashing. It's static completely. However, it is still technically flashing. (laughs) So anyone with epilepsy, we would absolutely still avoid the treatment or at the very least get a doctor's note if they aren't light triggered. Um, But therapists do need to understand that while it may look static to us, the light is still technically flickering. And if someone is very light prone um, with their epilepsy, there could be a potential to to set that off, which we don't want to do. The next thing that we kind of look at is probably pregnancy. So look, Personal preference, Um, we just recommend get a doctor's note for most people. It is one of those things where there have been no recent studies on what the effects are on pregnancy with LED. So it's complete personal preference. If your client is happy to go ahead and their doctor is happy to go ahead by all means, however, if you're uncomfortable performing the treatment and you don't feel it's safe or you know, often we take the standpoint: if there's no studies to say yay or nay, we just say nay. Um, so absolutely fine not to perform the treatment as well. But that's probably the biggest controversial um, contraindication, I guess. Yeah. Most people, most people, however, are actually fine to have the treatment. So LED can be performed on again bruises, open wounds, on scars, on rosacea, psoriasis. So. Um, having the skin intact is not a prerequisite so they can absolutely have sunburn or again uh, an open wound um, but it's primarily just uh, looking at the light and also looking at the health of the client
0: and I like what you've said there it's if if you're unsure if it's maybe a yay or a nay and there's a little bit of controversy around it just or on the side of caution just to be absolutely, absolutely safe
1: yeah, absolutely. A lot of um, clinics will come to us at the Global Beauty Group and ask, you know, what do you think? And w- we kind of put it back on on our clients and say, you know, what what would you prefer? Mm-hmm. You know, this is put yourself in their shoes. What do you think? Um, and they'll often go, well, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so sometimes we know the answer, but sometimes it's just nice to ask a colleague or call your supplier or your product rep and just kind of go, you know, I'm a bit nervous about this, you know, can I do it or can I not? And then you can have a nice open discussion about it. But it's always better if you're unsure, just err on the side of caution.
0: Mm, Good advice there. When you're doing a standalone LED treatment, typically it's kind of like a five-step cleanse, apply um, the LED And then you hop off the bed and you're doing your serum, moisturizer, SPF or something to that extent. Are there certain ingredients that we should be applying post-treatment which would be able to maximize the efficacy of the treatment?
1: Yeah, so look, the the biggest thing, um, and I kind of mentioned it before, your cells are so ready to take on product, either during the LED, if it's been approved to work with your LED, um, or even after the treatment. Your cells are rearing, ready to work, ready to go. Um, so definitely that would be the time to apply any actives that you feel are going to be best for the client. We often recommend placing a um, hyaluronic gel mask underneath an LED. The skin just soaks it up. It drinks it up. It means, again, that you're getting off the bed more hydrated, plump, um, feeling like you've had a bit more of a treatment done. But your cells are just so ready to take on anything after an LED. Um, So whatever you feel is going to be best for the client or something that you would like them to be using at home or something that you feel is going to make the most amount of difference to their skin, I'd absolutely be applying it after an LED to ensure that Um, they get the most out of that product and out of that treatment. But you're not limited. So it can be a a vitamin C, a B, um, it could be an A, it could be a hyaluronic acid. Um, You can combine anything that you would like the client to be using.
0: Amazing. And I'm wondering if you um, have seen or maybe personally achieved or seen some of your accounts achieve results-wise with using LED in their space.
1: Absolutely. So when I run my LED classes, I do talk about myself a little bit. (laughs) Um, A few years ago when I was uh, starting to work in clinics, um, we had an LED. Um, I didn't think much of it. (laughs) I didn't know too much about it. I mean, we're talking about six years ago. Um, And I unfortunately tripped over on some stones and I cut my um, hand open to the point where fat was coming out. So I did a I did a very good job, um, and I managed to do it through gloves and through a jacket that uh, looped over my thumb. So um, I'm spectacular at injuring myself, number one. (laughs) Um, Number two, they didn't sew it up. So when I went to the doctor, I was away from home. Um, I fell over when I was at an event. Um, I went to the nearest doctor, and they just put a butterfly um, sticker on it. Mm. So... The next day they wanted to see if I had a broken wrist. They checked it out and my doctor said to me, why was this not stitched? Um, it's too moist now to stitch because it's been 24 hours. Um, you're going to have to come back every three days and get it cleaned up and re-stickered. Mm. And that's probably going to take at least three weeks. And me, being a beauty therapist, we all know I don't have time for that. <laughs> no one's got time for that. We work till 9 o'clock at night and weekends. So it's just not ideal. So every day when I'd go to work for 20 minutes of my 30-minute lunch break, I would sit there and eat with one hand um, and have my hand under the red LED light um, for 20 minutes. So every day, lunchtime, I just kept flooding it, flooding it, flooding it. Um, Within three days, it was starting to join. So the hole was actually starting to scab and coagulate, which was fantastic. By day five, thereabouts, you started to see the inner layers actually coming together and healing, and then I think by about a week and a half, it was completely closed. So I stopped the need to go back to the doctor for three weeks and get it stuck back together in hopes that it would heal. Um, I managed to get it completely healed, no Band-Aid, week and a half, which me as a new therapist working in a clinic and I need to use my hands (laughs) was fantastic um but I, I've even got photos um with date prints and everything like that on my phone now that I pull out during my classes just to kind of say this is what's possible this is what you can achieve um it, it's a lot of clients look I'll be honest they do get off the bed and go is that it is that all you shone a light on my face <laughs> Um, But I I think, again, if you can get a great professional LED where your clients are actually feeling an experience and they're seeing the results for themselves, you'll get people that are obsessed. They have to come back to their LED. Um, And I know I'm one of those people. I'll, I'll, you know, stay back after work and just shove myself under the LED. (laughs) And, you know, I think it all stems from seeing how good that result was and seeing what it can do in such a short space of time. Um, we've had one of our trainers' um, sons, she said she looked at a study from the British Journal where they used blue light for three consecutive days and it reduced acne by 99%, which is insane. Um, So she said to us, you know what, my son's got acne, I'm going to give it a go. Um, She was working in WA. She came over for a trainers' conference and said, oh, yeah, I can tell you that works 100%. Um, the acne reduced, she goes, he's only got one or two breakouts now from having a complete Mm. acne. So, you know, LEDs, especially fantastic for those teenagers we're unsure what to do with. We don't want to peel them and make them red and send them back to school and, you know, do all those extractions where they have to try to hide it or keep it clean because, I mean, they're they're not the most behaved clients that we have. Um, so sticking them under the LED light and seeing such a great improvement without having to harm or manipulate their skin, especially as a teenager. You know, the teenagers love it, the parents love it, and we see amazing results. So definitely something that I would be targeting towards your acne clients. Um, and also your, um, it sounds awful, but your, your anxiety-ridden clients, your depressed clients as well. LED is used a lot to... Uh, release serotonin, um, lower cortisol um, and help to improve someone's mood. So if we think about when we walk into a big bright yellow room, you know, that instant flood of happiness comes over us. So in the UK, they're actually utilising LED for the wind blues. So, if people that are finding winter really hard, they get seasonal depression, they've actually started going in for LED treatments because not only does it feel like you're laying under the sun with a big, bright, warm, light, light, and you know, <laughs> shining on your face, um, but it, it also helps with that serotonin release. So, you're getting all those, you know, happy hormones going on and you're feeling a lot more energized and a lot more, you know, calm and happy. Um, so, even... Mentally, LED can be fantastic if someone's finding you know they're having a tough time or that they're just struggling with work. Getting them in for an LED, even just add it onto their normal facial, just to kind of boost their spirits. um, I I promise you, people will not off under there. It's very relaxing.
0: (laughs) You've sold it to me. I wish I could have one in my office here.
1: (laughs) I know. Oh, look, even when we do, it's finding time.
0: Isn't Lashana a big ball of sunshine? I was smiling from ear to ear that entire episode as her energy radiated throughout the recording. A little pun on LED light energy, if you will. (laughs) It always surprises me the amount of healing and recovery that can be seen with an LED treatment. And I'm so glad that Lashana has been able to share her many years of experience and treating with us all today. If this episode was one you think your industry friends and colleagues should listen to, please open up your phone right now, take a photo of the screen and plaster it across your social media stories. Or if you even feel so inclined, give us a five-star rating and review and subscribe in your podcast app so that we can keep educating you and the industry one episode at a time. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast and you love what you see on our social media platforms like our recent video of myself using the Medilux LED machine, which can be found over at Beauty Industry and myself at Tamara Shaw Reid. Of course, you can see more from the Global Beauty Group. Goodness is over on their social media channels as well at the Global Beauty Group. Until next time, stay connected.